This is episode number 198 of the Rise Man podcast with Voy Vyonsuk. What is your definition of freedom? Welcome back, Rising Man family. Thank you for joining me here today. Jetty Azuma here, checking in behind the mic for another episode of the Rising Man podcast. Before I get into our guest introducing him today, I want to remind you guys to head over to risingman.org. Check out all the amazing opportunities we have for you to become a bigger part of our community. We have so many new events and opportunities rolling out in 2022. So it's a perfect time for you to get yourself registered, get yourself signed up for the next thing we got dropping today. All right, my guest for today is a dear brother of mine, Voy Vyuncik. Voy is a conscious entrepreneur and men's coach whose mission is to serve love and human transformation. He's the co-founder of We The Rivals and Modern Renaissance Man. By day, he inspires the lives of men through his coaching services, primal presence, and the MRM movement. By night, he devotes his time to family, brotherhood, self-mastery, total human optimization, and creative expression. In this episode, Voy helped me define personal freedom. As we dove into freedom, we examined what does freedom mean for each of us? What does it take to create freedom and the difference between inner and outer freedom? Voy shared a different angle on what it means to find your truth and share it with the world, how self-expression goes beyond just your voice. Lastly, we took the weight off the word purpose and explained why you don't have to be a massive influencer in order to have purpose. This and so much more. Without further ado, Voy Vyonsik. All right, Rising Man family, I got a special brother, and I mean that, a special brother joining me here today, live from Clifton, New Jersey, close to my hometown, Voy Bjontik. Welcome to the show, bro. It's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Jetty, my brother, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, and thank you for that warm introduction. Right back at you, bro. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna put out. I'm gonna put out a little disclaimer. It's about to get real East Coast up in here. It, it, I can already feel it. I can already feel the tone of my voice changing. Voyage just brings the best out of me. So for you guys, you maybe won't understand some things we're saying. Don't worry, we'll put translations in the show notes. <laughs> a little cheat sheet. There you go, a little cheat sheet. Um, but all, all seriousness, Voy, I'm happy to have you on here, man. Um, as you know, I, I respect you greatly, and I, I love just learning from you and hearing about the way you see the world, the in, the growth that you've I've witnessed in you in the men's workspace and what you're bringing to it, man, you're bringing such a fresh flavor. So I know that you're about to drop some, some dimes on the rising man community <laughs> here today. So I, I don't want to delay it anymore, man. Let's just jump right in. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, what's coming, man. Here's the question I ask everybody. What does it mean to be a man? Mm. What does it mean to be a man? I think the, the, the place that I want to start, and this is something I was actually inspired when I first came across your podcast, is stating the difference between a boy and a man. I think starting there at that viewpoint helps me get across the point to the point a little bit clearer. And to that, I, it might have been on your podcast. It might have been across a brother that I had a conversation with. I'm not really sure who said this, but they said it beautifully, and it resonated really to me. And they said that a boy, let's say there's dinner ready. A boy will be the first one to run, sit down at the table and eat everything he can. And he's going to eat until he's full. And once he's full, he's going to leave the plate there and walk away. Mm. As opposed to a man, a man's going to wait for everybody else to sit down. He's going to wait for everybody else to eat. He's going to make sure everybody else is full. And when everybody else is full and happy and set, he's going to take a seat and finish whatever's left. So to me, being a man 
is being of service to the world. I love that, man. There, there you go. First dime, everybody. If you, if you missed it, cause it was quick, go back 10 seconds. Um, yeah. I'm a man so, of a few words. Well, that's, and that's key, man. Uh, brevity too. I really love that about you. And so that, that's actually a great launch point. Uh, the word freedom. I know that, uh, you know, you've got a course called freedom, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and freedom is a big deal. I know freedom is a big thing for the conversation of men and boys. And I want to be free. I don't want to be strapped down. So I'm interested in what your pers- perspective or context for freedom is. What is freedom? What does it mean to you? Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate that. I think to me, freedom now means having structure and creating structure in my life so I can play in those boundaries, as if you want to call it. And for me, true freedom starts within, right? So how do I feel within my inner world? And then I can transmute that into the outer world. So how do I fill myself up first, right? How do I play the inside out game as, a play, as opposed to playing the outside in game? So to me, freedom is being in my truth. To me, freedom is being in my joy. And to me, freedom is being in my authentic self-expression. Mm. All right. Truth, self-expression. We're, we're going to come back to those. Bookmark that for a second because I want to hear more <laughs> about that. Uh, but what do you think it takes to create freedom? Because I know you just said structure. Right? I know a lot of people, uh, especially young guys, they hear freedom and they're like, I don't want any structure. I don't want any commitments. I don't want anything I have to do or have to show up for. For me, freedom is doing whatever the hell I want to do. So you say, mm-hmm. well, freedom is structure. I'm sure there's going to be some guys that go, what? Did I hear that correctly? Let me back up a second. What did I, what did I miss? What, what is, what is the freedom from structure all about? Yeah. I appreciate that, man. So for me, creating structure is creating time and space for the things that need to get done. Right. As a man, we have duties, we have responsibilities. We have to be in integrity with what we say, what we do, and we have to keep ourselves accountable. And also if we have a brotherhood, they keep us accountable to that. And we got to get shit done. Whatever is aligned with our truth and is with our mission first. And to me, as we get that done and feel successful in that and feel accomplished in that, then we can create space for freedom to do whatever the hell we want through that. So it's getting the things that need to get done, the stuff that's uncomfortable first, getting that mental real estate out, clearing out my head, and then creating space for the things I want or truly enjoy. And it's not to say I don't enjoy the things I do, even when they're tough, but there comes a different energy when you can actually step in and say like, damn, I crushed my day. Everything is complete. Everything is done. Now I have all the freedom to do whatever I want, even if that means just laying out in the backyard and looking at the stars. Yeah, I like that. And I can remember back to like my college years, being a teenager and thinking that every time I had something I had to do, it was interfering with what I wanted to do. Right. And I I think until we rewrite that story and reframe that story, you find these boys who think that they're men who are seeking to create more of that feeling, more of that feeling of commitmentlessness, right? It's like to be free of commitments, (laughs) to be free of things that they got to do. And I think a a huge part of our our society and culture has set it up that that's almost the target, that the Mm -hmm. ambition is to set yourself up to have financial freedom, right? Everywhere freedom is spoken about is to create time and space where we don't have anything that binds us. And while, you know, I don't want to cast too many broad strokes, I think financial freedom, maybe those things, there's some nuances there. But what I was taught and what I've really held on to is that freedom and a a free man is a man who has only commitments. 
mm-hmm. doesn't have any choices. He only has commitments because that brings the structure you're talking about to his life where he knows where he's needs to be held accountable, what he's accountable and responsible to. And beyond that, anything else is possible. But the sense of freedom that I'm not paralyzed by my choices, that I'm not wondering what the right thing to do is, I know what the thing to do is because I have a commitment that's holding me to it. And it took me a while to wrap my mind around it. And I wonder if it was similar for you. Was it was it difficult for you to adopt this idea of what freedom is? Absolutely, man. Absolutely, without a doubt. And to your point, like growing up and stepping for the first time into the entrepreneur space, anytime somebody brought freedom, all I thought about was like the external things. Like I want more financial freedom to your point so I can have a nicer car, a nicer house, a pretty girlfriend, X, Y, and Z. That's what I thought freedom was for me. And then as I got deeper into this work and I started to understand what's happening actually within, all that started to kind of move out the way. And one example I love to give is like looking at Hollywood or the music industry. There's a lot of incredible people there, right? And these people have homes. They're seen all the time. They get to express their art. They have shit ton of money. And a lot of them are depressed. A lot of them are falling into habits of going clubbing all the time and getting into drugs, the whole nine, and trying to suppress the freedom they're actually trying to find within because they think it's constantly a search for the outside, if that makes sense. So for me, to your point, that's how I first started out. I thought it was an outside game. I was like, how can I get the stuff outside so that I can create freedom out there as opposed to taking a look in the mirror, taking a look at the man in the mirror and saying, how can I create freedom within here? And to your point, that's through structure, through accountability, and through commitments. Because I'm sure if you remember this, like if you had that homework assignment that you had to do, and it's due, it was due on a Thursday, and you're like, damn, I really want to go out. And you push it aside, and then you go out, and then you're sitting there at this party as a, as a teenager. That thought is constantly playing in the back. It's like, fuck, when I get back, I got to get that done. Fuck, when I get back, I got to get that done. So that commitment is always lurking in the back, and it's taking up this real estate. It's pulling away from us actually being present with what's in front of us. And it's taking away the moment. And to your point, if you're committed and you're locked in, you get all those incompletes out, clear out your mental real estate and truly, once again, step into freedom. See, I like that. That's that's a gem right there. Uh, What I heard and what you said is that perception of outer freedom is actually in a prison, right? Because we're Mm. going to be tormented by the mind that, that is that is processing those incompletes, like you said, that pending homework assignment or fill in the blank, right? It could be anything right. here. So what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that it's it's more important to focus on creating inner freedom. And the vehicle for inner freedom are things like structure and discipline and commitments and timelines, things that less mature men, or I would say boys, adolescents are not privy to because those feel like imprisonment, right? Those feel right. like things that are locking somebody down. So I like that, man. And that's simple. It's it's about the inner game. It's about creating inner freedom first and so that the outer freedom is is available. And so what does it take to create that inner freedom, man? Like either what did that look like for you or what do you see in, in the men that you work with and that you're leading right now? What does it take to do that? What does it take to create inner freedom? Damn, you got an extra hour, bro. what does it take (laughs) yeah man (laughs) i think by far the biggest transfer uh, the biggest tool for me in my journey to create inner freedom without a doubt was was brotherhood 
right? Because a lot of the times, and I still go through this, and I feel like this is the game we play for the rest of our life. A lot of the times when I try to search for deeper freedom, I would come up with the inner critic or the ego would play in. And it's like, nah, you're good, man. You got everything you need. Like, you're good. Come back to where you are and keep hustle, keep grinding. And having a brotherhood is like having a bunch of mirrors. And to me, the brotherhood, these mirrors were essentially the tool that helped me see my blind spots. And it's those blind spots when they pulled them out, that was literally the pathway into the freedom. Now, another thing that I really use on a day-to-day basis, something I I learned from um, one of my mentors too, Peter Crone, he has this quote that goes, life will bring you people and circumstances to show you where you're not free. Right. And that one really landed. I was like, wow, it's a great perspective. And what he meant by that is whenever we feel triggered, the trigger is the pathway. The trigger is the gateway into freedom, right? Because triggers are the teachers. So whenever I feel triggered, and obviously this is a game that's difficult, we have like a second to stop. And sometimes when the trigger comes up, you know, it's too late, we, we react. But when that trigger comes up and we can stop and pause for a moment, we can see what's underneath that. And we can see what's actually holding us back or holding our power. And as we go deeper into that, we get to find the breakthrough, the aha moment, the epiphany. And that allows us to step deeper into freedom because the outside force no longer holds us, whatever the trauma, the trigger may be. I, that's awesome, man. I, I just I had to type that one down because we got to make sure we spotlight <laughs> that in the notes that the trigger is the pathway to freedom. That's, that's such a simple thing, but it, it really captures what I, as soon as you said that, I was thinking of all of the moments where I've encountered somebody who triggered me and exactly mm-hmm. what you said, they trigger me because it's something that I don't see myself possessing or expressing. Maybe it's confidence, maybe it's financial security, maybe somebody with a healthier money story, a better relationship, yeah. whatever, fill in the blank. And when I see that, it triggers me because it's a reminder, oh, I'm not yet that person. And instead of moving towards, moving, leaning into the trigger and seeing that as a pathway to freedom by, for example, getting more curious, hey, how did you figure out how to have such a healthy relationship? or um, leaning into, well, what's the work? What does it take to create that result that that person has? Being action-oriented, solution-oriented, it's usually a lean back, a step away from, let me shrink into my shame or guilt. Let me throw up some layers of armor because I don't want that part of myself to be exposed to the outside world. It's it's uncomfortable, right? So that was such a beautiful thing that you said there, man. And I want to take a half a step back to creating inner freedom. I know for me, when I think about what has created these levels of freedom over the course of my lifetime, one place that I feel very free compared to where I was five, 10 years ago is just really trusting who my, myself, knowing myself. Okay. I remember there was a time in my life I was like, I really don't know who I am. I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm about. Fast forward to right now, I could answer that question in in five seconds very clearly and and have zero yeah. doubt about it, you know. And it's not that I don't have doubts around that from time to time, but I know who I am. And so, what created that kind of freedom for me was leaning into the trigger, like you said, right? Leaning yeah. into the moments where I, I'm not clear on my vision. I found somebody who was, and instead of shrinking away because I felt inadequate, I said, "Hey, 
what can I do to get more clear on my vision? Hey, why don't you come out and starve yourself for four days out on the mountain? That sounds, <laughs> and, okay, great. Insert, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Insert power statement here. <laughs> insert, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, or, and whatever it was, right. Whatever the thing was, it was leaning into it. So that's one place where I've found freedom. Um, just overall health is another place where currently in my life, right in this moment, I feel free. I used to have addictions to weed, tobacco. I used, I went through times in my life where I would eat a lot of junk food. And even just recently in the past few months, I feel much more free because instead of leaning away, when I looked at where I didn't feel healthy, I leaned into it. I said, all right, time to get busy. Time to, if you don't have time to go to the gym, all right, wake up at 5 a.m. and get to the gym. Get, make it happen, get it done. Um, I, I wasn't happy with what I was eating. Like, okay, let's flip that diet, right? Don't, you don't want to eat those things. Don't, don't go around those things. Don't have them in the house. And the leaning into the trigger and creating that sense of freedom, the baseline of health, financial, uh, just vision and purpose. There, there's some, there's some key domains where I've, I know I've created freedom for myself that feels different than a few years ago. And that has opened up so many more possibilities. It's like completing, it's like clearing a level of Super Mario and getting to the next <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. Now, would you, would you say, was there like a specific moment or time or a specific modality that you used that really helped you understand and truly embody that, that sense of freedom, right? Because like, for example, for me, when I first got into men's work, I would experience like freedom for the first time, but I still kind of didn't understand it. I would maybe go to a retreat and I'd feel that at the retreat. And then I go back home and I still didn't understand it. And it took me quite some time to start finally like connecting the dots and saying, all right, this is what I feel in my mind. This is what I feel in my body. The connection's here now. I'm feeling freedom. So I'm just curious, was there like a, a time and place or a modality that it just kind of shifted and it propelled you deeper into that space? Yeah, it's a great question, man. And I'm thinking about this for the first time. So here I am freestyling about it, you know, what occurs to me is the like having a portfolio of investments, right? Like having a portfolio of assets and diversifying your assets so you're always stable. When it comes to this conversation of freedom, I think if we sat down, we probably could identify the different domains where we experience freedom, not just as humans, but more specifically as men, um, like in our relationship, mm-hmm. in our finances, in our physical health, in our spiritual yeah. life, in our your purposeful, purpose-driven work. And maybe there's some other ones too, but in those domains, the more that I created a sense of clarity in, in each one of them, it was like it had a compounding effect. So my mm. portfolio of things is I was creating more freedom in each one of those domains. It strengthened the stability of freedom in every other area. And beyond that, it was just a matter of reps, right? It was like dollar cost averaging, right? Like just putting, <laughs> putting in the reps every single day, putting a little bit of investment in each one of those domains. So I felt more clear, more free, more stable. And, and it's self-expression. That was another one you threw out there, right? Like putting in the reps of self-expression, like changing the, the way I have my hair, right? It was, a, it, was a, it was a process, bro. It was like five years of going through levels of haircuts until I got to where I was like, yo, this is, this is me. Feels now. right. Yeah. Right. And then the clothes that I wear, like going through levels, like, oh, okay, this feels mm-hmm. right. The cars that I drive, like all, all of those different things play into this overall sense of freedom and self-knowing really knowing myself and that's that to me is the the accumulate the accumulation of that sense of freedom is that does that mirror what you experienced too yeah man absolutely man i love that and one of the things that i heard in your share is specifically to these different domains is like how you do one thing is how you do everything 
Mm-hmm. And as you found freedom in, let's say, relationships, it trickled down, as you mentioned, to health, to finances, to vision and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a simple example, man. Going back to the health that I alluded to a moment ago, the moment that I committed to going to the gym, I made a commitment in one of our, in one of our coaching programs, right? Cause we, whatever we ask the guys to do, we do it ourselves. So I made a commitment. I was like, well, the biggest thing is I want to get healthier, more fit. So I'm gonna commit to working out three times a week. So as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, how am I, how the hell am I going to do this? Got to do that early workout, wake up at five at the gym by six, get it done. As soon as I started doing that, literally the first week of doing that as a new part of my lifestyle program, I was like, well, now I want to eat better. <laughs> I don't really feel so good. Uh, it was, I wasn't eating like shit, but I wasn't eating great. And right. so I was like, you know, I want to eat some more fruit. I want to eat, eat lighter. So instantly my, my physicality got better. My food got better. And then I was like, man, it's hard to wake up at five if I go to bed at 11 or 12. So I'm going to start right. going to bed at like nine or 10. And it, and it was like that trickle down compounding effect. And yeah. And then, and then one day you walk out with no shirt and the lady catch you shirtless and she's like, damn, all right. She, he's well, been putting in the work. And she wants the business. Right there, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's an investment right there. And it trickles down right into that. Yeah, man. Like exactly, man. And it's, it's simple in that way. And, and yeah. even speaking about it like this, I'm like, yeah, man, it, it really was simple. There was, there was one simple thing I, I, I could do commit to going to the gym and making it happen that had this cascade effect in so many other areas of my life. And I know a lot of folks, you feel trapped. I think there's a, there's probably an example. You probably know this because you read a lot more than I do, but I think there's an example about um, a, an animal that was in the cage or a person who was in this prison and they were in there for years and years and years and years and years. And then one day they decided to, to, to try and open the door and they realized it was never locked. Right. It's like sometimes you don't realize how close you actually are to liberating yourself, but it requires that action, that curiosity that, oh, what if this door would just open the belief in yourself, the belief in possibility to crack yourself out of it. And I also think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. How many people would rather stay imprisoned, even though they say they don't like it and they complain about it, but would rather stay imprisoned than do put in a little more work and effort and energy to actually be free. Right. So many. And I was one of those people myself. Mm. Yeah, man, because growth is growth is scary. Growth is hard. We like being comfortable. We like having everything in check in line and being in control of everything. And I think a lot of the times when we step into, let's say, like open that door, sometimes we don't know what's on the other side. So we feel like we lose control. Mm. But in reality, we got it all locked in and we have everything that we need within to make the right decisions, make the right steps. And Sometimes it doesn't work out, but in that is a lesson and something that I love to tell myself whenever I need to step into that discomfort is like every decision I make is the right one because it's going to lead me down to some kind of growth. It might be uncomfortable because sometimes the decision doesn't feel like it's right, right? But there's a lesson in that. And once I break through that, unlock the breakthrough, break away from that pattern, I then start reprogramming myself to a different route. And that route takes me to greatness. I was just thinking how many times I've tried to find the right decision. And really I was just, I was just looking for the decision that is going to make me more comfortable in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so if I, if I eliminate, well, there is no right decision or wrong decision there, there might be a decision that will make me have a more favorable outcome or a more comfortable outcome. But if I don't really prioritize comfort in that, then mm-hmm. I don't have to be so paralyzed by that decision-making process either. Right. 
And that's keeping in mind, like being logical and, and not hurting anybody with regards to decisions. Just want to put that disclaimer, like, you know, don't go out there and like blow shit up just because we said yeah. every decision is the right decision. Like gotta be, well, there's, there's consequences with it. Yeah. always. Yeah. There's always consequences and a cost to decisions too. Um, yeah. It's good to put the disclaimer on it though, for sure. <laughs> people be twisting up words and all that these days. You never know. Yeah, man. You never know. All right. Well, I said we were going to bookmark truth and self-expression. So let's pull that word truth back onto the table. I always like defining things. So what is, what is truth to you? Truth to me, man, I think truth to me is, is embodiment. And what I mean by that is, is really expressing myself in this moment here now from a place that is connected to my heart and my soul, as opposed to connect being connected to the ego. What I'm expressing here now feels good to me. And in this moment, it's something that I knew deep down inside I wanted to express, right? And doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing. Because sometimes when we express our truth in the moment, there's consequences. But the feeling that I feel that's guiding me to that, and I, for me, it's in my gut. When I express that truth, it's the honest embodiment of that present moment. And it's aligning closer to my soul than my ego. Mm. Yeah, man, when you said that, I thought to myself, well, what is truth for me? And in the body language you did, you know, people who aren't, who are just listening to this won't see it, but you kind of like, you said embodiment, you kind of brought it like down towards your body. What I heard in my head was truth is what I actually want. <laughs> like what, what I really want when I can access that, what do I want in this moment? What is the outcome I want from this experience? Right versus and then you kind of did this thing where you went up and you were talking about the ego to me the ego is what i think you want or what i think society wants or what i think something outside of myself wants me to be say or do versus what is actually true inside of me one thing that blows my mind i don't know i wonder how often you have this conversation with men in your work i like to ask guys what do you what do you actually want if i give you full permission to declare exactly what you want for your life for your work for your relationship whatever we're talking about if I gave you permission to declare what that is, and I wasn't going to tell anybody, <laughs> right? We're not going to not going to share this with anybody else. What would it be? I I, I see men have so much resistance yeah. and difficulty to actually saying it. It usually takes a few times back and forth to say no, 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 no. But what do you really want? Like full permission, full disclosure. Not going to tell anybody. What do you want? Such a difficult question for men to answer. Do you find the same thing? Yeah, hundred percent, man. And I think that's a, a big part of expression. Right? I think a lot of us as men, I'll speak from my own experience. I was never really taught firsthand how to express, right? My dad was like the super stoic dad that would never pull me aside and talk to me about feelings, emotions, the whole nine. It was just strictly work and like service level conversation. So that's something that I picked up. So whenever it was my time to speak and I had to express myself, I just didn't physically and emotionally understand how to do it. So when people ask me, what do I want? I couldn't even fathom what that meant because I just truly in that moment was like freaking out as to like, what is it that I actually want? I don't know. Mm. And I would freeze. My body would lock. I would start shaking, sweating, and I would start to retract. And then I mm. felt like I was attacked when in reality, all I wanted was to speak. I just didn't know how. Mm. So yeah, man expression I, I think to me is a big one and, and i see it all the time in the men's space too that's that's usually one of the permission slips i give to guys is if the if the answer is i don't know that's perfectly fine because mm -hmm. if if you've never asked yourself that question before you've never really sat down and connected with it 
it would be really difficult to manufacture a response, right? <laughs> right? It's anything you say is going to be inauthentic. You're just going to be making shit up. But usually what happens, I say, okay, well, if you can't answer that question right now, what are the ramifications of you operating in a world, not knowing what you actually want, not being connected to what you actually want? What is the outcome? And before you know it, guys are starting to say, whoa, I'm just living life according to what other people are saying I should want, what society, my parents, my girlfriend, my partner, it, all these external things that are suggesting what I should want, what I should desire, what I should aim my, my compass towards, you know, yeah. versus actually sitting down. And so I like to give men permission to say, hey, it's okay if you don't know, but if you don't know, let's find out. You know, what, what kind of space do you need to create for yourself so that you can connect to what you actually want? And I find it's going back to freedom that that's, that's really one of the, at least a mile marker on the freedom road is mm -hmm. connecting to what you really, really want. And that that may change over time, right? I mean, life is dynamic, which there's seasons for things, but mm -hmm. if you haven't fully explored that question and you can't articulate that with confidence and authentic self-expression, what do I want? You got to go back to that and start from there. Right. And that can be uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that, that also leads back to like the conversation of purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a, that's a word that's thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. And it really freaks out a lot of men when they have to speak about it, because to your point, they're not really sure what the purpose is. And one of the things I love to say is like, listen, if you don't know your purpose and your purpose is to find your purpose and start there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's a, that's a really good one, man. Because sometimes it's what a man needs to hear. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. great. That actually happened for me now that now that I think about it. Um, somebody said that to me back when I was, I think I feel like it was when I was 25. It's when I first made my, my way out to California. And I was looking for that. I was looking for that purpose. And back then I thought it was something that I was gonna, you know, hitch my wagon to and just ride for the rest of my life and never <laughs> think about it again. Boy, was I wrong on that. But as far as just somebody saying, hey, if you don't know what your purpose is, then that's that's what you're up to. Your 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 work is to identify what that is and and pursue it. And yep. and then what is what is identifying your purpose look like? Actually, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. When you, when you offer that to a man who doesn't know what his purpose is and you say, all right, dude, your mission, go find your purpose. What is it? What is the first recommendation or suggestion or encouragement you give to a man on that journey? Yeah. Great question, man. And I think the first point that I like to share before I even make him do an action step is I like to take the weight off the word purpose. Mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like in, in my experience whenever i heard the word purpose it was this grand idea this grand fucking vision like i needed to be the next mark zuckerberg i needed to build the next facebook it was always these this massive visions and purpose felt like this huge thing that i had to dive into so i like to tell men first and foremost like purpose is whatever feels good to you you know if your purpose is to be an amazing husband and that's the thing that you feel called to go for it if your purpose is to live out in the woods and live off the land, and that's the thing that feels good to you, go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, if your purpose is to build the next Facebook, go for it. Right. So just starting with that context and allowing the men to decide that the purpose, depending on the weight they want to put onto is up to them. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I, I think that's also a really important thing uh, because whoever decided that, Mark Zuckerberg's purpose is more important than right. a single father who just wants to be the best dad he can and give his kids mm -hmm. the best opportunity he could. There is this, and I think it just comes back to the capitalist mindset 
that yep. the the most valuable the most valuable coin is the one at the top of the stack, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that's what we should drive towards. But the reality is, is when you start breaking it down to conversations of community. I was just mm-hmm. given a given a talk in a coaching program yesterday, and we were talking about this uh, this concept of community actualization. For people who are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy, his pyramid ended with self actualization. But the reality is, is he had a second level to that where self-actualization was at the bottom and then community actualization came next because when you have a whole community of people who are self-actualized nobody needs to be the mark zuckerberg in that community there's there's the person who goes out and hunts there's the person who collects the berries there's the medicine person there's the person who is the weaver and the sower and everyone has a role and that community operates together and when we're all doing that collectively then we can pass that on as a legacy to our children and we don't we don't need Mark Zuckerberg's. We don't need Bill Gates's. We don't need these massive influencers when we're all playing our role and working together. And I think that also, for me, helps take a lot of the weight off of purpose. And be honest, I'm still figuring that out now. There's still a part of me that's so ingrained that it draws me towards, well, I got to keep pushing. I got to be bigger. I got to yeah. do more. I got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. But in reality, the the weight of that is melting away the more I lean on and invest in in real community, not just your online community or your Facebook community, but real family. Let's call it family. You know? Yeah, man. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And, and that in itself is, is already purpose, right? Family. I think to a certain extent and certain level, we, as just humans, we want that connection. We want to be a part of tribe. We want to be a part of community because that in itself is already giving us that one piece that's missing in so many men's lives. Mm. And then as you add roles into that or purpose and a mission, and then have a community that's working towards another grander mission, like the, the possibilities are endless. And like, what better way is there to achieve something special than with people side by side next to you going towards that same vision, that goal, right? Mm-hmm. And that circles back to one of those other components you brought in about brotherhood, about, I think it was that you said brotherhood is the key to inner freedom, or at least one of them. And for me, it's specifically those elements of accountability, um, the the amplification of our gifts that happens when we're in relationship with people who know who we are and who set that standard and don't don't let us fall below it. Um, the best thing about brotherhood is that you could, I always like to say, you could be, you could be in tears hugging a man one moment and you could be, you know, rest wrestling duking it out the next, uh, either physically or energetically. And and to be able to go to the those extremes of the spectrum and still come back to love and service to one another, that's that's real brotherhood. I don't I don't these people who are throwing around the word brother this, brother that, everybody's my brother. If you don't have that relationship with somebody, in my opinion, that ain't a brother. They ain't right. a brother yet. Maybe it's a brother in training <laughs> or a brother in process. Uh, but it ain't the brother, real deal. Bro- brother light. Brother light. <laughs> There you go, man. I know that's bound to be an IG reel soon enough with you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, as we, as we start to uh, bring this entire conversation to completion for now, because this is just a chapter in the book of the book of Voy, uh, what what else would you have to say in in, in tying this all together? If you took a step back and you had one um, sublimated version of the message that you want to share. Yeah, if I was to take this all back, I think for for the individuals listening, specifically to the men listening to this, is anything that you've ever wanted to achieve is already within. 
And something that really dropped in for me this year that I want to share is that you don't have to listen to another book. You don't have to listen to another podcast. You don't have to go to another course. You don't have to do another retreat. Everything that you need for at least the next three steps is already within. All you need to do is take action. And to take action, find yourself a brotherhood or a community that can hold you to that flame so that whenever you feel that discomfort or whenever we want to make a bad decision or a decision that feels more comfortable, we can have these mirrors, these brothers hold us to it and we can step into action and ultimately find that inner freedom and then everything else will follow suit. So that's kind of what just came through right now. So I just work with that and uh, yeah. yeah, man, we'll take it from there. Heck yeah, man. Uh, you are the authority, right? You have what you need all within you. J- just mm-hmm. to be clear, put a, putting a footnote on that, everyone should continue listening to this podcast. You can cease listening <laughs> to all other podcasts and audio books, but <laughs> Yeah. Instead of five, just listen to one and it's this one here. <laughs> yeah. oh man boy uh, um dude i just love the range and the places that we can go in our conversations and dialogues together i'm glad we finally put it on wax and we get to share it with the community before i let you go i want to hit you with the lightning round you ready for that yeah let's do it man all right so what is one thing you've learned in your life you wish you knew when you were 18 how to use my voice mm, all right and what do you think is the most important value to have as a man integrity love it last but not least how can people follow you find out more about what you're doing hear more about your programs and offerings hit us with the hit us with the info yeah you can find me on ig uh, at voy underscore official voy underscore official that's pretty much the main channel any conversations you want hit me in the dm and we'll take it from there all right my man uh one last thing any any events any programs anything coming up in the near future that you want to announce or should just people just go and follow you to hear all about it? Yeah, they could follow me. I'm definitely having a course, but we're having a, a rites of passage. That's going to be out on the East coast. We just opened the doors. Uh, there's a few spots left. So if you are interested or you've been listening to Jetty's podcast and you're on the East coast or somewhere in this area and you want to tap in, let us know. We would love to have you. And we're going to be embarking on that journey uh, this spring. So doors just open up, step right in. If you have any questions, let us know, DM, and we'll be more than willing to support you through that process. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Somebody popped your face up on that, on that page, that threshold page looking good over there. I haven't <laughs> seen that yet, but looking official. Uh, boy, man, so much respect and love for you, bro. Uh, really enjoy every time we get to have a conversation, especially when we get to capture that and give it back as medicine and gifts to the community. Keep rocking what you do, bro. Uh, well, obviously, that we'll do this again in the future, and I can't wait to see where you're at next time we drop in. Likewise, man. Jetty, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being an amazing mentor, guide, and most importantly, brother, man. It's uh, having people in, in my corner like yourself makes just the world a little bit better. So thank you, man. Appreciate this opportunity, and let's get this growth. Let's get this growth. All right, y'all, make sure you swing over to risingman.org. Check out everything we got going on over there, including links and resources mentioned in this episode and every episode, risingman.org is where it's at. Please subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. Hit us with a follow on IG as well, at Rising Man Movement. Shout out to everyone supporting the movement and tuning in each and every week. Seriously, mad love and appreciation for your support. 
Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.